Hello Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with all the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. You know, my co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum, one of the largest, most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, and as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I can only be talking about my very good friend, Mike Ray. Mike, tonight, another superstar. Yeah, absolutely. Rock star is what I call Yeah, well, this time we, you know, we can both say that with our careers at Ford uh, and dealing with all the crazy people that come out of the Blue Oval, um, this guy is not only a, a genius, but he, but he's actually a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andy Slanker to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Andy, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, John and Mike, thanks. Great to hear your voices. It's been a long time. Well, since the 30th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys to... dragged drag me out of the abyss of uh, eight years of being away from performance. No, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mike Ray came up with this idea. He goes, wait a minute. Isn't this 30 years SVT? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, well, Mustang Memories. You got you to do something for Mustang Memories, you know? You know oh, please, God. <laughs> so, you know, but you know what? That was one of the greatest things we did and put together, and I'm so glad the way it all worked out. And for the people who missed it, man, I feel sorry for you guys. You really <laughs> missed a one-of-a-kind one experience. Yeah, and, and Andy, you have to admit, uh, there were detractors, and I know people who listened to the podcast had just listened to uh, a hard-to-get uh, Ford superstar. We actually got uh, two out of the three events for memories. We got John Coletti himself to show up and be part of the – what a blast that was, Andy, to see your old boss. Yeah, it is. And I've been lucky enough to stay in touch with John over the years. And I know we've been trying to get him out, but uh, you finally broke through, John. And, yeah, well, uh, I don't right. know what it was. I I, I think what it was, and uh, the, for those uh, who've listened to the John Coletti podcast – um, it's off the charts. Uh, John told a lot of stories after working with the guy for a decade. I, I didn't even know some of the stuff he talked about. And Andy, I, I know you listened to that podcast. Uh, but yeah. for, for him to, we think what it was, was Mike had seen that he had showed up at, uh, I think it was an NMRA event, Mike? Was it in? Uh, yeah, Norwalk, yeah. Yeah, okay, so he's in Norwalk, and there's a picture of him shaking hands with uh, Steve Celine. And... Uh, and I said, well, wait a second. He shows up down there in the middle of nowhere. And oh, nothing. I love Norwalk and Ohio's great. But uh, we said, well, how, we got to get him to memory. So Mike and I noodled on it. And I said, well, he's probably not going to go. So what we did, Andy, is we made that cardboard cutout. And we and I sent him a note saying, John, if you don't come to Mustang Memories at the SVT 30th anniversary, we're going to make a full-size cardboard cutout. And you're going to be at the anniversary. But the bad news is, you're also going to be everywhere else you don't want to be, like at Walmart at midnight. <laughs> you know, you're going to be at Starbucks in line. You're going to be at you're going to be at Taco um, Bell at two. In the, yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden he RSVP'd. So Mike, yeah. I think the whole cardboard cutout thing. I think that was a winner. 
I I do, and you, you got a picture. I sent it to you, me and Chapman. Now, we we really thought about bringing it into the bathroom, but then we said, no, he's really here. Maybe he can do it. I'll tell you well, what, Chapman, he's a real character, man. I know, but that's Andy. That's why they call you, and uh, for for those of you that weren't tied to SVT like I was, it was Andy Slank Daddy Slankard. Uh, yeah. Andy was not only a uh, a superstar uh, engineer at Ford for for so many years chief engineer and program management on so many things, but also, you know, he was an aerospace test engineer. And uh, I think Andy, you really earned your stripes and, and a lot of respect from the marketing guys because you drove race cars and you were a development driver and performance car driver. And unlike some of the marketing guys, you could actually drive. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a good history of racing cars out in California. Um, started the uh, Formula Mazda series, working for Jim Russell after school. Uh, after college and um, yeah just followed my passion for a while ended up getting hungry because uh, you can't make a really a good living racing cars and went in aerospace for a little bit and still tried to drive as much as I could and then Ford came a knocking in 93 and uh, really it was all the racing stuff a little bit of the aerospace stuff we were trying to make hybrids believe it yeah, or not you were for, yeah mike can you believe that his first this this race car driver performance now winds up starting off with hybrid vehicles yeah that's crazy well, big, especially back in the early 90s yeah, yeah 93. 93 and i'm in uh scilab so i'm with all the phd guys that are just walking around with a cup of coffee and thinking about things in the planet you know and uh, I just was too practical. And so we made some hybrids. We did it for California Air Research Board. Made a show car for the uh, called the Synergy way back when for uh, the Detroit Auto Show was pretty key in pulling that together and found a little niche of pulling programs together. And um, I can remember I was at the test track helping out Tom Gillespie as a uh, professor at University of Michigan and did a class for engineers at Ford and four of the days was at the test track. And they found me and I would help him out in his class at the test track. I needed a ride home one day and it, I get in this Thunderbird and it's Fred Goodenow. And if you remember how Fred <laughs> drove. Fred, oh, Fred Goodenow, father of the Ford GT. In case yeah. you know Fred. So Fred has just got an infamous history in our old group. and. You know, and he drives the car with like the seat all the way back, lean back, you know, like totally relaxed. His yeah, hands he's laid, at, yeah, he's laid flat out digging the scene with the gangster lean. Hands at like four and eight. And I'm like, who is <laughs> And he goes, hey, my name my name's Andy Slacker. And he goes, I have your resume. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was my interview on the way back <laughs> to my <laughs> No, and, and the reason I was so glad you got there because um you know you were working on the pn96 lightning and of course i was one of the few people to make the previous generation the uh, bob burnham yeah, first yeah. lightning i made one into a convertible if you recall yes <laughs> and i said who did the chassis engineering <laughs> on that thing and then i see andy winds up on uh chassis development and, it, and everybody knows the pn96 lightning actually handled like a car i mean it was i mean no one believed the handling of that truck Andy, yeah. and i can i can set it on its ear we did some autocross i learned more about that truck doing pr events with you guys and dealer training and all the stuff we got to do collectively back then you know we did it all right we helped you guys out you helped us out 
We were everything. And I could set that truck on its ear. Oh, it was so fun to drive. Yeah, I remember the first story I got uh, when we put the Lightning out there. And for those Mustang people who you wonder why they're, we're, so, uh, we're so dedicated to that PN96 supercharged Lightning, is because that truck is why you have a Terminator. That's right. You know, That's so anyway, uh, and, I remember and, and, one, and, of the first, one of the first headlines I think came in and says, can, a, can, uh, can Ford make a pig dance? And yeah, they, you, they, <laughs> and, and he goes, that's not a good headline, Clark. <laughs> but I remember you being pretty vocal about because it was a five liter Ranger or the four six PN96. And yeah. I was back there at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And, and, Mike, and I think you or one of the guys coined big boy, big toy for big boy. That's right. right. And remember, Mike, uh, that uh, the Rangers you had at Mustang Memories, you had both. The five liter mm-hmm. Ranger concept, which everyone thought was crushed, but it's in the hands of a super collector. And somehow you got it sent up here from down south and at your show. And then you had the um, Thunderbolt Ranger, which is truly, yeah. lightning, which is truly Lightning Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Both of them were there, and yeah, what a what a coup that was because you know if you're going to do an SVT reunion, you might as well drag out all the good stuff. And I got to tell you, Andy, um, having you guys there was just beyond awesome and and to see you guys not only see each other for the first time in many years but also some of the cars you know some of the cars but andy I, we're going to have to say this even though you we want to get to your mustang fun stuff <laughs> you know, we yeah the 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 p96 lightning has got a, a unique following it's got a huge club um it, it's phenomenal but the svt focus when you got your hands onto that thing the stuff you did with that car and, and the stuff I know you could have done had the car been, um, you know, had we had we had management behind us a little bit longer. Yeah. What a great project that was. Talk about your your driving skill, being able to put a little, tiny little car like that on. It's your own MG. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I was always a big fan of power to weight ratio. And when we were racing cars out in Riverside, California, Laguna Seca and all that, a lot of my guys back then that were mechanics with us and stuff had these old Datsun 510s and, and little lightweight stuff that just handled on a dime. And yet they had good power because they didn't weigh anything. And so, you know, a lot of that was my racing background to get my hands dirty on that focus. and. Again, what a great base platform at the time. That C-170 was a really great platform. And we dialed it up, but we really amped up the engine. I know it doesn't sound like a lot today, but, man, we touched every bit of the internals of that engine. 
we upped the compression ratio, we changed the camshafts, we changed the heads, we did all that. It was normally aspirated. And we were the first one to bring a six-speed into Ford Motor Company. I mean, yeah. you remember back in those days, right. we were kind of the guinea pigs at SBT. Let's try a supercharger. Let's try a six-speed transmission. And yeah. so we were the very first ones. And you guys had, or somebody had some fun some fun advertisement where it had six fingers on a hand, you know, and <laughs> yeah. some kind of fun stuff. Well, we yeah. did cool things. And we did, we did upgrades every year um, from the Euro editions to colors. We were global as could be from, from a SBE standpoint, uh, from the engineering standpoint. We had engineers in Europe. We made the engines in Chihuahua. We made the cars in Hermosillo. We made the European cars in Saar Louis, Germany. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy, fun, fun project. Well, yeah, we knew it was a global star, but we also knew, knowing you, that when we got disbanded for being the crazy cowboys that we were, I wound up over at Ford Racing, taking the club stuff and the enthusiast stuff with me to do the website, and you wound up being the engineering manager for Ford Racing Performance Parts, which today is known as Ford Performance Parts. Um, but you, you were the right guy. And then what did they want you to do? Well, make some crazy race Mustangs. And Mike, <laughs> do you remember those Mustang Challenge Series? How funny is it now that we're doing Mustang racing again, not in 2006, but in 2023 with its own Mustang Series? Andy was doing that in 06. Yeah, I think I think a little later, 08, but we start, I mean, that 05 Mustang was just artwork, right? How Tai Tang and his team, Paul Randall, all those guys gave us a car that we could just go nuts in. And there was enough Fox body parts to go, you know, and it actually kind of transferred, right? So here's a good car. We got to make some new parts. And we started doing blowers and shifters and, of course, suspension, exhaust. Um, do you remember, so, so one of the first test cars we had was a yellow with black stripes. It was oh, God, everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Everywhere. We took it to SEMA and drag raced on the stage. <laughs> you know, I, if you remember, I told a story at the Memories thing about the lightning with John Force out, outside. But now we're going to do it inside. <laughs> and we're going to have a dyno with a Christmas tree. And we're going to let people drag race right in front of a thousand people. Yeah. One of the first people were like... <laughs> Courtney um, Force and John Force, you know, and it was yeah. Well, well, then, well, then you you uh, they had a management change. I know my boss was Mickey Mattis. Yeah, yeah, he's all over that racing school stuff, and we met a lot of racers through that. And and you know, even though I was more on the enthusiast side chasing that, you um, that's when I think Mike Ray got involved when you started. We had a management change at at Ford Racing, and the guy coming in was a drag racer, and they said if you come in and and clean house here at racing you can build a car you want and it wasn't a roundy round track car he wanted a drag race car and he wanted to bring back the cobra jet name and andy exactly the, the total insanity of you guys building a car you could buy out of the catalog that pulls a wheelie and runs an eight second quarter is insane <laughs> exactly we were doing this all at the same time we're making parts we started that Mustang Challenge Series with Larry Miller and the guys out of Utah and started a driving school. And actually, the guys in Utah kind of, kind of, uh, you know, stoked ourselves to say, hey, let's do a, a spec series. We had had the FR500C running in, in, um, in IMSA. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes Brian Wolf. And Brian's a great guy. He had supported us in a lot of powertrain projects. He had come from mainstream powertrain. But we all knew where he was. Straight line, straight line, <laughs> straight line. And we're doing this. We were actually advice, getting advice from him on the Cobra Jet before he got the job. And then he got the job. It was like green light. And yeah, we built 50 cars out of Roush in Livonia. Uh, we had the uh, Watson, or no, we had Bastelny through the cages. And um, we built those all online. We got the parts from AAI and we did a mini GT, Ford GT assembly line over in Livonia. I mean, oh, and guess who I got together with again? Bob Brown. No, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, Bob Brown, yeah. You're going to sit here tonight and you're going to hear the same names because I just keep going back to the same guy <laughs> all the time. And we, I'm like, Bob, we need to make a small assembly line. We need to make 50 cars. And this thing, man, the guys did a great job at the engine uh, plant at Romeo. I mean, really, the front wheels came off the ground. Yeah, Who allowed us to build this? You know, Rustler was telling us at the um, 30th anniversary thing. How he didn't ask for permission. I, you know, this is the guys I learned from him, Coletti. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, Brian Wolf's behind it. Let's build a car that the front wheels come off the ground. <laughs> now, Mike, were you at Roush when all this was going on? No, that was before my time. Um, I, I was at Roush from uh, 15 through 19. Oh, okay. So, but you, uh, I mean, that you remember that Cobra Jet going through there? Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah, no, I was yeah, I was on all the Cobra Jet things too with um, you know, from the car club, honestly. So Savona used to invite me all the time to that and Jamie Allison and all that to join us there. Cool. That's it. That was just such a great time for at AI. Uh, you remember remember the guy who bought most of them, Brent Hayek? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like he, the he brought a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd bring a big trailer like semis. And, yeah. Well, for you but must think... those things start up. If if our <laughs> crowd members have never heard of Cobra Jet start up. Boy, does that just make the hair stand up on your arms and just give you chills <laughs> up and down your body? No, Mike, well, can, can we, you imagine somebody telling you, yeah, Ford itself out of the factory is going to build a factory drag car? It was like, what? Well, I don't remember. It was like seventy or eighty thousand dollars. And I thought yeah. to myself, they're going to, oh, they're going to build fifty of them. I go, how are they going to sell fifty of these eighty thousand dollar cars? And then when they sold out immediately, I thought, what? Yep. <laughs> and I and two and a couple times we got to go do tours at Watson Racing. And all the shells were there, ready to go, and all that. So yeah, another yeah. cool, cool pictures that you you can see uh, if you Google Cobra Jet. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, and you guys continue them, right? I mean, there's 2012, oh, yeah. 14. I mean, they keep going. So yeah, um, still doing them, still doing them today, and still doing them today, right? But so the Andy, second Andy, one, you, you, that wasn't one that was, was actually more fun because 2010, yeah, we started again with a bigger blower and everything. And John Savona, we brought his name up a couple of times, said, we're not having Roush do it. We want to do it at our place. Wow. At AI. Yeah. And so we brought it in to the prototype shop over there. And they have big tools over there. So we're decking the engine like they do on the line. But John and I talked. And I said, John, I got a real logistics problem. I don't want to build the cars and take it to Watson, put the frame in and bring it back and blah, blah. I go, could you paint the car with the roll cage in it? And he goes, I'll take a look. And he got with his team. And sure enough, the next batch, 
we're going through the complete paint booth with the roll cage in it. At from Flat Rock? Rock? At Flat Rock. Yeah. At Flat Rock. And yeah, Flat Rock, yeah. Car, those cars never left Flat Rock, and we put every piece on it, and they left out the door. Unbelievable. But what you said about startup, in the prototype area, AAI was like this. It was in the old days, it was like a furnace. I don't know what it was. You know, it was, it was really, it was a, the ceiling was a million feet high. It was way up there, but somebody fired up one of the Cobra jets inside. And the crap that came down from the ceiling, I thought we were all going to die. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It just, I don't know what toxic. It was crazy. It's like we the were... jewelry cleaner, the vibrations. <laughs> not, gonna, not that I have any jewelry. John, John's one of those guys was just an ultimate supporter. And, you know, he became VP of all of manufacturing. Yep. And, and you uh, still, Mike, you must have his. We, we got to get John. Oh, yeah. I still talk to John every now and then. Absolutely. I, I do keep in touch with him. Uh, he did so much. He was the one who originated the plant tour idea at Flat Rock for the club. And uh, yeah, working with him and Gary Stewart and, and those guys, it was very, very easy to get in and maneuver. And they were very happy and honored to have him. Yeah, we gotta, we're going to have to have him on the podcast because Andy's right. He was a mover. And I mean, who who would believe, Andy, that in a, in a major manufacturing uh, automaker in the United States that they could build such a niche product in this big factory that's there to crank out hundreds of thousands of cars. It's just yeah. unbelievable you guys pull that off. It was, it was neat how people would gravitate to our projects. Even, you know, they weren't as big as SVT. The numbers were smaller, but everybody wanted to come in and help. And, and, and the guys at AAI were great. And John Moore was working back oh, then yeah. at the yep. time. And then I think I brought John back because he wasn't with the company and had him help us build the second one. And, you know, it just, everybody just said yes. You know, I mean, after they picked their jaw off the, you know, off the table and said, you want to do what? Yeah, well, maybe we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you wanted to you wanted to sell more cars than just 50 at a time. So I remember you got your nose stuck into the... Um... The Shelby GT. Yeah. The, yeah. The Carol wanted to build and Jamie Allison wanted to put a bunch of Ford racing parts on it and have them. I think you actually helped them set up their their Vegas thing, didn't you? Uh, that That's right. So we we first did uh, the Shelby GTHs, if you remember. Oh, that's right. Did, that's right. We did. Uh, I forget the number. Um, I got a jacket, though. I think uh, I think Jim Owens was working at Shelby. Yeah, you're right. If I, if I remember right. So we did a small batch. It's like it was uh, 2006, but the original was 66, right? So <laughs> you do the math and and let's do it again. And they were all black with the gold stripes and they had their own hood, which uh, freaked out some engineers in <laughs> Ford. Uh, but it had all of our part, most of our, you know, our cold air kit. You know, we had really good calibrators at Ford Racing, Dev Sabre Wall, some of those guys just you know, we weren't blowing up engines. When somebody bought our stuff at a Ford Racing, it worked. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, Carol bolted all that together and sold it to Hertz. And it was an instant hit. I mean, it was all over the place again. And you remember, you remember in 66, the stories that they would take the engines out <laughs> of the Hertz, right? Yeah, they rent them and then they, they 
took took the motor out and they brought it back with their right. Their, they brought it back with a stock <laughs> engine in it, right? Yeah. So one of the later cars, they started uh, safety wiring the nuts and bolts, and then they seal them, and they know if somebody messed with them, right? Oh, well, man. we even safety wired our engine, and our engine was bone stock. Anybody could have got it. <laughs> 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 but we were just trying to make it look like the 66. Which, which, Mike, this is the Andy Slank, the Slank Daddy we all know, just screwing with people. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. The guy. You're the guy. I would have you no other way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so then, Andy, I don't know how in the heck – that all transpired to get you into NASCAR as an operations manager. But I mean, that's like going the full circle. You start out in racing, you come to Ford, you do all these programs, all these different types of vehicles, and then wind up uh, as an operation manager on the NASCAR team. How did that happen? Yeah. that Well, Jamie had uh, moved up to run a uh, replaced Brian Wolf, Jamie Allison. I'm yeah. talking. And so actually I ended up working for Jamie for like eight years. <laughs> so that was a good move to, to be with him. We did a lot of good special stuff together. So he is in charge of everything. And we hadn't won a NASCAR in a, in a while. It was a dry spell. And wow. um, they asked me if I was interested or do I want to run the whole parts group, which would have been the sales, the marketing and all that, which, which was his old position. And, you know, that was very tempting. But I'm a racer at heart. I mean, I really... I just love racing and um, been doing it as long as I could dream. And and I just um, looked at that opportunity. He asked me to join and and we went for it. And, you know, want to tie it to Mustangs? 2011, we brought the Mustang to what was called the Nationwide Series at the time. Yeah. yeah. And we won championship with Ricky Stenhouse two years in a row with the Mustang right off the bat. And we had just... Um, I brought some other fun things, I think, to the table. We started using the design center to help us design the NASCAR. Oh, did that upset the people back? <laughs> yeah. But they just, you know, they just made them look more and more like cars. I love the competition. We're on the road 38 weekends a year. It, it, it wasn't an easy job. That's like, you know, and we won a couple nationwide. We tied the championship in 2011 with Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart and lost in a tiebreaker. Uh, that was a heartbreaker. And um, yeah, it was just a good run. And then by 14, I was off in Germany working on Fiestas, which, um, had less horsepower in the whole car than the NASCAR had in one cylinder. <laughs> yeah, but you know the, the the Fiesta. The say what you will about that that Fiesta. I, I tell you, when we brought it here, and, and we got the uh, the STs and the yeah, those things were an absolute blast. They were <laughs> sure. They sure were. The- Which going back to the SVT focus. You know what our next plan was to be was to turbocharge that thing, and that's what it needed. It yep. just needed it. It just took us a little too long to get there. And the Fiesta and the Focus STs were dynamite cars that the guys Parasac and and all those guys started making. You know, Parasac had a real run with Ford Performance and some real nice cars. Yeah, another good friend of Mike Ray's who's been on the podcast, and we got to have him back as well. And then Andy, you know, you, you did Bronco Sport for China. You did. You worked on the Edge, on the Nautilus. You did MK. You did one of my wife's favorite cars, the the Flex <laughs> MKT. And then Mike Ray knows a guy that you helped get into Ford. Some guy that probably nobody listening tonight knows his name. Some guy named Vaughn Gittin Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so, been on the podcast too. Yeah. yeah. 
I did go back and look into some of the podcasts. I didn't read, I didn't listen to his, but uh, did you listen to Parasite? We were doing a car with Ken Gushi. That's right. And bringing in and drifting. And I had a crazy engineer who was really making some wild stuff. And we go to Chicago, it's around Soldier Field, and we're doing drifting there. And there's another guy in a Mustang, and he's got that big falcon you know livery i think and i'm like who is this guy you know why aren't we talking to him and uh so i kind of feel i had a little something to bring in vaughn into the the fold a little bit and the guy's run ever since hadn't he (laughs) well oh god he vaughn is so awesome we've had him on the podcast yeah he said parasec we've had tom barnes a lot all of the the big shooters on there but yeah vaughn um you know his persona, um, a lot of people get intimidated by that. But if you know Vaughn, he's the most laid back, down to earth guy there is in the entire world, and just a great, great friend and a pure enthusiast who is very, very skilled at his craft. Yeah, you know, it yep. doesn't surprise me, Andy, that you had some type of um, inside affinity towards drifting because Mike, as you know, uh, growing up in Dearborn. Um, drifting was happening on street corners like they do now when they call street takeovers. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, Slankard yeah. and and Dempster and and Chapman, those guys, you you get them out of the, the track, and I'm I'm talking even about the Dearborn test track. All, smoking the tires and going around in circles was just the way they warmed up. Yeah, <laughs> drifting was like. So you think, folks, that drifting started just recently? These guys are doing no. drifting. No, you know, you know what? Something though, too, with this SBT crew, like we witnessed in in person at the thirtieth, there is no better group of real, true car guys than that whole SBT crew that was all together for all those years. Because every one of you guys are just absolutely amazing, diehard enthusiasts. Your passion, everything is all there, and that's the way it always should be. And sadly, the way the world's going now, it's more of a textbook kind of uh hiring system a little bit or a little bit of me too you know all about me and i think you guys are spot on but what is hidden under this is teamwork there were sure there was egos but there weren't egos against each other and we just i've never been in a team scenario where you just said okay we want to make this this and this and everybody just went off and knew what to do you know you didn't you didn't have to tell everybody the textbook they knew the textbook. They yep. wrote the textbook. Yep. You just went and did stuff. And, yeah. and when you get a team like that in anything where you're not explaining the minutia details of how to do something, it's fantastic. And those guys, and I had guys in Ford Racing that were that way. And, um, you know, I've just been very lucky to be around some some real passionate guys and uh, have some fun with a lot, a lot of different cars. but. You know, it is a Mustang podcast, and I guess I'm saying we did everything with those Mustangs, right? Well, hopefully we can get you, uh, you know, back on the podcast when you get into your next totally crazy project. Uh, we were so glad that you took some time out to tell everyone about uh, what a great ride you've been having. And, and Andy, you know, you're just a blast to be with. As Mike said, um, that, that SVT reunion was kind of off the charts for those of you that didn't come to Detroit and didn't want to sign up for that stuff, you, you kind of missed it. Uh, Andy, we have to thank you so much for taking your time out and, and sharing some of those great Mustang memories that you had over the uh, years. My my pleasure, guys. Uh, you guys got a great show and uh, really appreciate everything you do for uh, the community, for Mustang, and um, 
you know, maybe I can, uh, I see you're going to Barber Motorsports for the 60th. So the 45th was a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to make appearance or something. I hope so. That'd that'd be great. Absolutely. Love that place. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. Excellent job. Mike, you heard what he said. You're going to have to keep doing what you're doing. Yep, and you got to come to Mustang Memories because we're going to be doing the 60th here at Dearborn big as we did the 50th. Yeah, we'd like oh, to my, I got to get on your mailing list and, uh, you know, this whole overseas thing I kind of checked out. So I thank you guys for dragging me back into all this. <laughs> a lot of fun. I'm retired. I got some time to do some of this. So uh, I'll, me, I'll find Tom Barnes and we'll find our way around. <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. Yep. Uh, thanks again, ladies and gentlemen. That was Andy Slankard. Uh, a longtime Ford development engineer and SVT engineer, Mustang engineer, racing engineer. I mean, he was, he's, I hope you enjoyed his story. And uh, well, that's a, that's a wrap for this edition. But as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions to send them to clubhub at ford.com. So until next time, we'll have to just catch you down the road.